Another new record as Chegg stock continues to run the online education company finding a big market during quarantine. Let's dive into the numbers from earnings. Andy Brown is back with us, the chief financial officer at Chegg. Andy, thanks for coming back to the show this afternoon. It's good to see you, Oliver. It looks like another pretty big quarter, Andy. You guys just posting a massive top line growth, 64% year over year. Unlike some of the other companies that have been benefiting from this situation at the stay at home and live at home environment, your stock is holding up at highs. There's no profit taking. The street seems to like it. And you were able to up your guidance too. So let's start there with the look forward. What gives you the confidence to be able to give that guidance at a period where a lot of companies aren't? Well, it's interesting, right? When we had this dialogue last November, um, we had already given our first guidance for 2021. And and, uh, uh, and what gives us the confidence to continue to provide guidance beyond just one quarter out is the sustainability of our business. And we're a subs- primarily a subscription business. Um, and one of the things we've been saying for many, many years is that it was inevitable that more and more education was gonna be online it was going to be personalized. It was going to be affordable. Um, and so we continue to see those tailwinds and thus giving us the confidence that we, uh, like you said, we've raised our gu- we raised our guidance for both revenue um, and, and our EBITDA guidance. Something we talked a little about last time, Andy, I wanted to uh, get some confirmation on this time is where the growth is coming from in terms of scale for some of your original products or more sales in some of the newer avenues. Uh, when I first heard of Chang years ago, it was basically a textbook service and that was the core kind of beginning of the, of the business. Uh, are you seeing that right now there was just an immense amount of scale on your most popular verticals or was there more buying of some of the additional services that maybe a year ago it had not been as in demand? Yeah, so so it's interesting. You, you, you actually don't look that old. I'm mean, back to the <laughs> textbook. That's 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 a that's a that's a little bit in our rearview mirror. We still do have some textbook business, but the core of our business, if you look two years ago, the core of our business was was U.S. college, um, with Chegg study and our writing uh, products. And what you've seen over the last couple of years is really two things. First thing is the U.S. continues to grow. There's still a lot of headroom in the U.S. Um, the second thing is we started investing two years ago in international, and that has just continued to accelerate and, and to, to some degree exploded, uh, truth be told, in 2020 and continues to grow at a very fast rate. In fact, uh, you, you may have picked up, uh, we, we, uh, we, we said that we, we expected to see a million subscribers outside the U.S. this year in 2021. So it's becoming big enough to matter. So that's one growth avenue that we think is a multi-year growth avenue. And the second one is, um, we, we've started to invest in the skills market. We believe that the skills market is going to be a very large market. Uh, I think, I mean, I think about a month ago, I heard Elon Musk say the fact that, you know, he doesn't look where your education came from. He looks at what skills you can do. And so we, we believe that too. We believe that in fact, skills can be a big part of our future. And so we've got a, a solid base in the US, lots of growth internationally, and we believe a, a significant growth opportunity Uh, and skills as we build out that product portfolio. What are the, can you give me some details more on what those skills offerings are going to look like? Again, just to think more kind of for investors here about what the future of Chegg looks like, those further growth markets beyond, you know, the math solvers in the textbooks and the kind of coursework supplements. This is, it seems like you want to target an older audience as well. Folks that want to develop skills to make themselves more employable. 
Yeah, and so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And we believe that as, as people get into the workplace, whether or not they've been through an academic path or haven't, they're going to need to either reskill themselves or skill themselves over time. Um, and that, and that come, come in a variety of forms. We tipped our toe in the water about a little bit over a year ago uh, with the acquisition of a company called Thinkful uh, that, that provides online immersive courses direct to, to the learner. But we believe that over time, it's likely uh, the the skill side of our, our business is likely to, to mirror somewhat the, the academic side where we add incremental capabilities over time. Some of that will be organic uh, through the existing asset and some of that is likely to be inorganic uh, as we have likewise in the academic space. Mm. I mean, just last year, we added a, a significant component in math with the acquisition of Mathway academically. So we think that will, will also occur in the, uh, for us in the uh, skill space. Andy, what about personalities? When you say inorganic growth, right, that implies that you guys are still very open to M&A, you're open to buying. What about for the YouTubers that are pros at teaching something, that have a big following, that kind of have their own services? Uh, are those the competitors for some of the eyeballs? Um, are, I know there's a lot out there from kind of entrepreneurial teachers. Do you want to bring those in at some point into the Chag ecosystem? and have faces and kind of celebrity teachers maybe? Well, you know, there, there's a lot of alternatives in the skill space. There, there's that where you've got, you've got entrepreneurs that are, are, are providing their own type of learning opportunity. And then you've got other providers out there that actually generate their own content. We're still in the process of evaluating that. Um, you know, and whether or not we go down, you know, I call it a marketplace or whether or not go, we own our own content or whether we're more verticalized, that is still to be determined and, and what opportunities exist for us. What we do know is that our existing uh, our, uh, service, Thinkful, continues to do really well. Uh, we, we talked the last time we reduced prices fairly significantly and so made it more affordable, particularly in a time of high unemployment. Uh, and we've seen a, a nice acceleration of enrollments in, in our existing service. Andy, one other thing here about the specific environment is that obviously right now with students at home, they've got all the electronic connections in front of them. Theoretically, if we get back to some normal, then how do you want to make sure that that revenue is still coming in from products that are computer based that right now are very easy for them to access? How do you make sure they can access it in class? Are you worried that there will be any drop off in sales when we get back to a physical in school learning? Yeah, we, we think, that, once again, we think that trend towards online on-demand uh, education services, you know, the, the, the gate is wide open at this point. Uh, we believe the tailwinds that we're seeing will continue. Uh, you know, if you think about our, just not just the student, student environment, but our environment, we expect things on demand. We expect to be able to access them on our devices, on our laptops. Uh, and so we believe that those trends will continue both domestically and increasingly uh, as I've mentioned earlier, internationally. Okay, and I know that's a big part of the expansion plan uh, for this year for, uh, on yeah. the international side. Uh, is there a cost associated with that? Andy, one more other uh, kind of uh, question here about the potential for the bottom line impact. Are you gonna see costs ramp up to uh, embody that expansion going forward? Yes, in some areas, the answer is yes. So, so for example, on the technical front, developing the systems and the infrastructure to go international, which we've been doing for the past two years, the investment in marketing. But where we get the real leverage, and I think that's, this is misunderstood, is that the core content that we've been developing over the last 10 years 
is applicable to whether or not you're in the U.S. or whether or not you're in Turkey. Uh, and so, so we don't have to double down on content, which is a huge, which has historically been a huge cost for us. So we see a lot of leverage on that front. And as a result, uh, in our guidance that we gave uh, yesterday evening, uh, we were able to forecast a 200 basis point increase in our adjusted EBITDA. So we mm. believe we will continue to scale regardless of the uh, the investments that we're making, whether it's international or whether it's in the skills space. Okay. Hey, Andy, before uh, we say goodbye, there's a, uh, a prize that you guys are offering right now. It's a pretty interesting uh, uh, offering. You guys have a $50,000 reward, a global student prize. Entries, it seems, are still open. What is this competition? I know that this is out trying to uh, target un underprivileged children. Walk me through it. Well, well, we're, that's exactly what we're doing. We're, we're partnering with the uh, the Barkey Foundation. Uh, you're absolutely right. The the it's still open. Uh, it is fifty thousand uh, dollars. But but you know, more importantly, one of the things that we're, we're, we're that we are doing is we're making education affordable. And but this is just one of those those other areas where we can give back uh, to our community to our students. Um, you know, one of the things we, we did in this time of need uh, in 2020 was we, we, we donated over a million dollars to to needs both locally and nationally, um, you know, to, to help our to, to help our communities and our students uh, as they're in the in, in these tough times. Andy, great stuff. And thanks for the details on the report, as always. It's good seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. Andy Brown, chief financial officer at Jagstock, creeping up to another all time record today.